0: The purposes I tried to think about for these two weeks actually is, 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 is not to try uh, to give you any rules or regulations or things you know what I don't mean any teachings that would do that. The reason is that uh, I think, personally, if if you don't mind me showing personal, I, I want to do this as a personal journey. And if you can pick from it, then you're welcome to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm hoping that this will be a time of revelation for all of you. Um, the the if you remember, the disciples asked Jesus why he talked in parables, and he said, "Well." The secrets of the kingdom have been given to you it's these others that have a problem and all oh, that of not, not a very good translation and but the point being that that it, uh, the secrets of the kingdom were given to those guys um, directly by Jesus and if you, if you read Paul quite a lot you'll find that he quite often uh, says that he didn't learn what he teaches from people or from books or going to lectures or seminars on this. He got it by direct revelation from the Lord. Yeah? From Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's my prayer, Lord, that uh, you would give us a gift of revelations this week of your kingdom. Um, I, I have to say, though, that I think that the possibly spiritually the best times I've ever had on Bazi, um have been when I've been prepared to let the limits drop to let the rules go you know life in in the, the church is, seems to be full of how you should understand things and how you shouldn't and there's there's doctrine isn't there and there's theology and there's liturgy and there's all sorts of rules yes mm. um, and what was that expression nick we get a furring up of the arteries Hardening the, Hard, the arteries yes <laughs> we we get <laughs> we get stuck in if we don't watch it and and we all have we all live in boxes however clever we might be yes and those boxes have two different sizes different things but they all have limits and the best times i've ever had here have been when because this is badsy because you don't nobody's listening except god yes Yes. Uh, nobody's watching you nobody's seeing if you've got the right robes on or whether you yeah no, nobody's wanting to argue with you about whether you believe this or believe that is right and biblical or all this of it. You're just free to be with God this week. So I'm hoping that, that I could share that with you, that you could um, be prepared to let the limits go. Because you can always put them back on again when you go back on the mainland. Yeah? No problem. Um, and I'll give you an example of of what I mean. I... I um not on tour actually but a couple of years ago um I was in Egypt and I I did the tourist thing of visiting the valley of the kings do, you, do anybody here know that yeah yeah and um among many other places I went into the the tomb of of ramesses and the, the great pharaoh yes and um it was extraordinary really because if you haven't been there these things are hewn out of solid rock and the tunnels going in um, uh, have got uh, uh, walls that are very very smooth and the hieroglyphics yeah, if, if you touch them the, the edge of them is still fine cut like a razor blade I mean, it's absolutely perfect there's no erosion in it at all it's absolutely amazing when you think how old those things are um and how they've been kept because i suppose the air is so dry you know but they're kept perfectly because you're not allowed to touch them because there's a wooden rail there to keep the tourists off and these places are full of tourist police and so i was going uh alone with with Ginny into see Ramesses. he's not actually there of course he's he's actually in a museum in cairo somewhere but but his his, his tomb is still all there, with with the, the figures of him and so on. And um, going down, and Ginny said, uh, oh, give me your hand a minute, I want to put you on, because these very smooth walls after thousands of years, uh, naturally smooth, the way they were cut, with the lovely hieroglyphics, I was able to feel that. And uh, the moment I put my hand, there was a scream, and no, 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 you can't do that, and this Egyptian... Um, Tourist policeman came charging over. It's absolutely forbidden. You must not touch this. It's quite right. And uh, Ginny said, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's because my husband can't see. And this man changed instantly. And uh, he said, um, Because it turned out he had a son who couldn't see. So he said, Oh, well, you come with me. Come with me. Come with me. And we went down into um, Ramesses' tomb. And I could see it now, it, it was again, wooden railings all the way round, so that you couldn't get inside where, you know, the, 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 the mm-hmm. mummy covered things are. You know what I mean, you can't get there. So he took me inside. And this was a very interesting experience, because he, he I, I was able to stand there um, uh, with my hand on Ramesses' shoulder,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as it were. And I'm signed a wow, and there was just the policeman standing quietly in the corner, and and them. and I became terribly aware uh, of the presence of three people. I didn't see them because I don't do seeing, but but you know I have equal, uh, what's the word I want, awareness of, of people's presence, you know, mm. as you would looking at them. that's was just as real, and there were three of them, and I was. I knew which, what the three were. The three, one was Jesus, one was Moses, and the other was Moses.
1: There's such, sorry.
0: <laughs> you sorry, Father. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, stood there for a while thinking, this is not right. This doesn't fit the rules. Mm -hmm. Who let Ramesses into heaven? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a nasty man. I mean, he he wanted to kill an awful lot of our guys, didn't he? You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, There was nothing was said. I I was just... um, The feeling that... I was thinking of Tripoli and... Mm -hmm. Just... um, I'm not going to be able to do this. The sense that everything in the end is going to be okay. And um, I, I came out of there really arguing, saying, hang on a second, there are rules to this. You know? Mm. You, you can't just accept evil men in heaven. It's not right. I, do you know what I mean? I mean I go to church, they tell me these things. Mm. Mm. I began to realize actually um, very soon after that I was reading the scriptures as you do and came across uh, in fact it was the following Easter, um, the crucifixion. Jesus hanging on the cross with two guys criminals yes Yes. and one says what you can hear uh, so many Christians say today one said look if you really who you think you are get me out of here will you if you are really what you say you are get us down we're out of here yeah Yeah. which is what so many Christians pray like this Mm -hmm. but the other one said uh, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, and Jesus says, roughly speaking, "You're on, boy." And you can sit there, and I can think, "Hang on a second, whoa, whoa, where's the Sermon on Sin? Where is the um, teaching? What, what about baptism? There must be some sort of water baptism here, yes." Do you know what I mean? What about acts of repentance or doing penance or something? I mean, you can't just wander in like that. And yet Jesus says, yeah, you're all. "You know, what you I mean?" Yeah. And from those two things fit very well together for me with Ramesses and that, that criminal, um, because clearly, if you all all the teachings that Christians will speak to you about about, well, you can't do this unless you've done that, and you can't. You know what you I mean? all those things, if you're prepared to let go of them a bit, because actually what I learnt from that is not to change the rules, not that the rules were right or the rules were wrong, yeah? What I learnt from that more than the church was actually that grace is greater than the rules.
1: Yes.
0: yes. And so it, it's really from that uh, experience, which I have to say is some years old now, but still moves me greatly <laughs> to this day, um... That, that you might care in the next week, or if you hear a couple of weeks, to just mm-hmm. allow what you think you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: about how we should do things to, to mm-hmm. fall away. Mm-hmm. I was commenting to Nick uh, the other day before breakfast that that it it, it says in a book I'm reading that actually most of the tragic things that have happened in history of the Christian Church. Um, I mean, I mean are at divisive things that have happened and the splits and the schisms and the breakup of denominations and and these things. I'm not trying to be sort of condemning Christianity about this because I think this probably happens in any organized religion is that those splits and stresses and strains and and arguments and all start to happen when we start to load our rules onto other people
1: Mm.
0: and I think that's a key there is that we have rules, we know they're right, you're wrong if you don't believe the same rules I believe in,
1: yeah?
0: Do you, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, and I don't want to say that what you believe is right, I don't want to say what you believe is wrong, it, it, this is, Pansy so is not a place to lay down more rules, yeah? But I think it, please, uh, it would be lovelier for this week, you, you would allow Revelation to come to you, um, yeah? Yeah revelations about, about grace and about love and about mm. these things, is that okay? Yes. Oh, that was a struggle. Sorry about that. Mm. Um, but but you, you will find, I know, I know you, 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 you admire sunsets and mountains and, and birds and stuff, but you will find just being mm. here, yeah, is, is, is just an amazing opportunity. If you're prepared to say, there's actually, if you think about it, there's a dirty great mountain between you and the mainland. Nobody's going to see you, yeah. right? You can afford to let your hair down uh, in this way I'm talking about, yeah? yeah? And just be prepared for God to, because actually mm-hmm. I've discovered to my horror that God is bigger than theology.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: And so it, it, it'd be lovely just to let your hair down and just let God come around the other way, Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also extremely important to me now um, because um, I, I travel around quite a bit as you know and, and talk to an awful lot of different Christians and listen to an awful lot of different Christians talking about an awful lot of different stuff and it, it, it's, it's very easy to be worried about what the church does and doesn't do to people. Yeah? Because, of course, what people want to do is moan and complain. And Well, you belong to a family, there's going to be things to complain mm-hmm. about, isn't there? But I did, Pam, have you got a piece of paper there called an- Answer Man? Yes. The Answer Man, is yeah. a special man he is, an Answer Man. And I just wrote this down, and I think it's probably far too harsh for you. And you probably won't like this at all, but it might provoke you. So uh, I'll ask Pam if she can read it out and see if you think there's any truth in this at all.
2: To perpetuate the clerical role of Answer Man, the layman, when inside the church building, must act as if he has only half a brain. While outside in the world, he is expected to be an ambassador for Christ, a lay transmitter of faith. Outside, he is is to be informed and vocal. Inside, he must appear ignorant and mute as a sheep. Christians have within them many questions, questions that are at once elementary and profound, questions that would ripple the water were they raised. However, because a Christian is supposed to have answers, life's important questions are not discussed outside the church building. And because the pastor is the educated spiritual authority, they're not discussed inside either.
0: Yeah, that'll make somebody cross. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, Mm. but I wrote it out of a a sense to say that that this week I I don't want to give you answers to anything. Mm. Yes, it's not the Bardsi is not a place for answer. Bardsi is a place of seek. Yes, Mm. so I'm I'm trying to get open you to make questions and ask questions, and but you have to allow. Revelation to come in that 's what i 'm saying, yes, mm-hmm. and and if we decide in advance we, we 've brought with us rules and regulations about the Christian life um, with furred up arteries mm-hmm. yeah um, it 's not going to it could be wonderful for you revelation wise yeah, and i I thought we'd travel on this week on on a, a place of discipleship I want to to, to start really by just asking you to think around the Great Commission um, and move on from there and I'm hoping to, to get into uh, something that I enjoy enormously which I call triple jumping uh, later on this week there you are. Triple jumping is great sport but it's a, it's a, a term I use for a particular type of relationship building with God. Um, which would be wonderful for you to do here if I can teach you triple jump. Anyway, we'll start. I, I wanted you to ask you a question to begin with about the Great Commission. This is a, uh, a piece of scripture which is central to Jesus' instruction to the church, yes? Uh, or rather, his followers, um, as he was going back to heaven. Something which personal opinion totally is is grossly ignored by the Christian church today, yeah, but probably studied every day by you guys I'm sure
1: right.
0: <laughs> yes, but this is sort of Admiralty fleet orders do you know what I mean this is um yeah.
2: yeah
0: yeah would you share that with us There's a great commission okay.
2: great commission is in matthew twenty eight eighteen to twenty then Jesus came to them and said
0: There's a lot of authority spoken about in there, yeah? Mm -hmm. I have been, Jesus says, so what you've got there actually is a sandwich. You've got Jesus at the beginning of the piece says, I have got authority over everything, yeah? Don't matter what it is, I've got authority over it, which he demonstrated, didn't he? Pretty well. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, he says, don't worry about the thing guys, because I'll be with you, always, till the end of the age, yeah? So there's your two bits of bread. He starts off by saying, at the beginning, I'm an authority, and at the end, he says, and I'm going to be with you guys. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And in the middle, he says, so go out there and teach them what I taught you. Effectively. Yes? And this is the great um, direction here, I think, is that if you really, if I want to be obedient, if I want to fulfilled a great commission, it's, it's no good me... Um, do you know what I mean? I mean, there's no doubt that, that Jesus was, a, was a, a carpenter. Do you all agree? I hope you do. Because he was. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he must have done a lot of things, including uh, mortise and tenon joints. Yes. Yes? yes? But if what I do is therefore say, I am going to be obedient to the Lord and do nothing but make mortise and tenon joints all my life, I'm probably going to miss the target here, aren't I? Yeah?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's very easy for me to look at Jesus and pick out a bit of his character and, and then compare it with me and say, oh, I could do that or I couldn't do that. Yeah?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we, we have a strange way of looking at calling, really. We, we say, oh, you know, if I'm not a gifted speaker, therefore I am not called to do that. Yes? <laughs> do you shut know what in? Mean? <laughs> yeah. um, so I won't bother. And, and down the centuries, church has been very clever because it split all these things up into different ministries. So that they make some, and that makes them all optional. You know what I mean? So for example, uh, preaching the good news of the kingdom is, is now a ministry, healing the sick is a ministry. Now it, it, it never was, yeah? Being a missionary is a ministry, yes? But it never was in the early church. They, they, were simp- they didn't have those things, they were simply all missionaries They were a missionary organisation, yes? That was part of how you got on in life. So it, it does seem to me when I muse on these things that the church is terribly underpowered these days. It seems to have lost so much compared with what those early guys could do and did do, you know, in furthering. And here Jesus says, gosh, you've got to teach the kingdom of God, didn't he? Because what he says is, teach what I taught you. Yeah. But then you say to my, my say to myself, I am not a teacher. Therefore, I am not called to do this. I'll let somebody else do it. Or I say, but I don't have the gift of the gap. Therefore, I can't do this. So I'll let somebody else do it. Yes? Or I could say to myself, wait a minute, I need to go on a course on teaching. And I haven't been on a course on teaching. Therefore, the church won't rubber-stamp me as a teacher. Therefore, I shouldn't do it. Yes? And I get into arteries and things again. And yet, in the Great Commission, Jesus is saying to... Disciples as a whole. I'm I'm the (coughs) authority around here. Don't worry about that. You're you're the middle of the sandwich, right? I'm all around you. I'm the bread. You get out there and teach people what I taught you. Yes. So I want you to encourage you to understand uh, something this morning that Christianity is basically, at its heart, a personality cult. Okay? It is. And I, I was sort of sitting on my bed this morning thinking about personality counts and thinking, you know, you, you, you might... You, you remember the, the, the way people used to react to the Beatles when they were first... You know, that was personality Celtic left, right and center now, but 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 all in different places because there were some people who would just sit at the front of the stage and scream and scream and scream I never heard a note in the music, but they were in the presence. Do
1: you know
0: what I mean? And that's what yes. they sought. And they would hang around outside hotel foyers in the hope, yes, that they would catch a glimpse of what to them would be almighty God. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. But as you come back from that, some some people just went to one concert, perhaps in the whole of their career, and thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed it. You come back out from that centre, and maybe you get people like me, who just put, you know, one, once every six months could hear a Beatles song on the radio in the kitchen, and say, oh, that's nice. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a whole range of um, places to stand in a personality cult. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, 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 I personally found it awfully difficult to understand how to be obedient in my life to the Great Commission unless I start to try and understand Jesus as a character and get to him. Yes? And try and spend as much time as I can uh, on the front row. Right? So I'm immersed in the presence and so on. It sounds terribly spiritual, but actually it's terrific fun um so what the 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 first thing that I would really ask you to consider really uh, uh, um, you know teach them what Jesus taught, and it's a bit like doing woodwork joints because he was a carpenter yes mm-hmm. you can't if 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 you take a story like the Good Samaritan and out of that think that your calling actually is to pay for broken people to have hotel bills, and you go about doing that all your life that is an obvious outworking of Christianity, yes, is it not? It's it's obviously an outworking of faith. I I wouldn't, don't want to decry that for a moment. But what I want to suggest to you is that you might get an awful lot nearer what God wants to do with you if you studied uh, Jesus and if we get closer to Jesus as a character and to try and understand him, yes? Mm -hmm. Um, And get a wider picture, a wider view and and here's the problem, straight away, because what I found when I started to do that, was that really, if I was to go and formally ask the church, what, what must I do, they would say something to me like, go and be Christ in the community. Uh, one, that is very vague. Two, it lets me get away with anything, really. And and three, as long as I'm polite to people, that can be the end of that, can't it? Yes? Mm. Once I began to study Jesus, um, for me personally, things became very different and put me in a very awkward place, actually. Uh, Because what I found, Jesus was only really doing two things (coughs) up until he met the beloved Pontius Pilate. He only really did two things. He taught the kingdom of God and he healed the
1: sick.
0: Now, I know there are other things I don't want you to worry about healing the sick at the moment. we just talk about teaching the kingdom. Of God. Yeah, is is that there are other things like turning wine into water? No, water into wine, which
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds to me to be extraordinarily useful. Really, okay. um, yes. But but I want you to. But he's teaching the kingdom. Yes, and and it, it's a lovely to 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 if if you feel like it to. to Because once I realised that actually the way Jesus wanted to work (laughs) with me was for me to teach the kingdom of God. Yes? Because he says there, doesn't he, in the Great Commission, I want you to go and teach people everything I taught you. What did he teach us? He only really taught about life in the kingdom. It was then I began to realise that I knew almost nothing about the kingdom of God at all. I have to say. Um... It's a nice place. Well, it's Jesus rules, okay, let's go and have a coffee. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's a frivolous sort of thing, really. It's when nice things happen, it was, yeah? That was my view of the kingdom, which is probably very common. Um, uh, and and I must admit, just by studying Jesus and studying Christianity, I've learned an awful lot. And, and I don't want to teach you stuff about the kingdom of God. I really don't, because... The problem is with with the boxes that we talked about, that people get awfully upset if you push them up against the boundaries of their boxes. Yes? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, In fact, Maria will teach this much better than I do, because she she taught me everything I know about little boxes. (laughs) 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 Haven't you, Maria? But but people do get very upset, and, and... you, you know what I mean? I, I, when, when I personally start to teach the kingdom, and I won't do it to you because it's actually very marmitical.
1: What's uh... well, marmitical?
0: It's an adjective from marmite. <laughs> <laughs> and, and very simply, you either absolutely love it or you hate it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes? Mm.
0: And and that's the reaction I get around the world when I begin to teach kingdom issues, is that people either go, oh, that is amazing, that has just released me a whole new... Life with the Lord, or else they hammer me. They don't. There's no, not much in between, really. And that's because you you push people against their boundaries. You see, it's a natural human thing. So I'm not going to do that to you this fortnight. I just want you to encourage to let the Holy Spirit push you against your boundaries because He's more gentler than I am. Is that okay? Yes. Um, but really, um, He's talking about how you do that. So, so what I. Maybe tomorrow I could talk to you a bit about my own view of the Kingdom of God and what God's purposes are in it, just as I found them. But then what I want to do towards the week is to say, well, how do do I get myself in a place where I can actually proclaim the Kingdom of God in the world without running away, without being shy about it, Mm. without stumbling over Mm. the message, Mm. having it, do you know what I mean, understanding it clearly and so on. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. There is a way of doing that. Yes, in, in, in your discipleship, which, which I hope would be helpful. But the, and, and the greatest thing, I hope, uh, is that you will keep it simple. Yeah? Um, so, so many people I find, when you begin to talk about the kingdom of God, thinking, oh, he's going to take me on from where I am. And then they have struggled, because I, my, the kingdom of God doesn't fit where a lot of us are. I, and I don't do that. I'm normally trying to get people to get back. Because actually, if you Jesus is is absolutely right, you know, he says unless you look at this stuff like a six year old, you won't see it.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I would, and and I was going to say the message he brought was was, you know, understandable by fishermen, but in Nick's presence, I wouldn't dream of. Such <laughs> that <laughs> that <day. laughs> uh, but it is a very simple thing. Mm. Yes, um, mm. I, I'll give you example of of the, the difference. I'd love to see happen. To, to all of you really, is is start at the beginning with the first miracle of the wedding at Cana. Mm-hmm. When, um, you, you know, Mary goes along to Jesus and says they've run out of booze. And Jesus says something like, what's this got to do with me, woman? Yeah? And that's what everybody preaches about. Sermon upon sermon about what has this to be me, this is before my damn woman. Why do you use the word woman? What does that mean? Yes? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, why did he do that anyway? It seems a pointless thing, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why turn, it's, there's, there's no value to it. It's not a kingdom issue. I, I don't understand it. Why turn water into wine? But actually, if you, if you look at it like a six-year-old, you'll start to understand it much better. In that, um, you know if, if if you get invited to, to somewhere for dinner, you would probably take a bottle of wine with you. Yes? yes? I hope you would if you get getting But that tradition is actually quite diluted against what it used to be. And in Jesus' day uh, in, in that part of the world, it was uh, essential that if you were invited to a party, you took wine with you. Now here's Jesus and his disciples, and they've got a problem, because they've turned up at this wedding, right? Um, Looks like if you study the the, the Greek, it, it looks like when it says they were invited, it looks like a very last minute issue in the mm-hmm. Greek. Yes, it looks as oh they're here, we better oh look you, you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> we can't not have them. Do you know what I mean? It looks like a last minute issue, and I think Jesus is probably and his men they've either got two problems, one or two I think. I, either they probably didn't have time to go down the offie and get a load of booze. Yes. Or probably more likely, they didn't have the money. Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So now they turn up and have their share, presumably at the at the, at the wedding feast, <laughs> and then run out of wine. And Mary goes along and says, "Look what you've done! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you haven't bought the goodies and you drank it all." And 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 Jesus, said, I I think I look at this. What does this got to do with me, woman? As as Jesus saying, "You telling me, mum, it's all my fault." <laughs> <laughs> And you can begin to enjoy these things enormously if you're. I'm not. Gosh, I mean, anybody listening to this recording who is a great theologian would tear me to pieces for that. But it's you know, being a child on bouncy. This is how you can allow Jesus, the Holy Spirit, just to be daddy and
1: yeah, be simple.
0: So here's the, the, the first question. That, that we're not going to make you give answers. Nobody's going to ask you for a report. This is between you and the Lord. Yes? Mm-hmm. yes. So now to do that. But my first question is, is if Jesus said, teach them what? Instruction to us. This is our fleet orders, right? Get out there. Teach people what I taught you. Don't worry about authority issues because he's the sandwich. He's the bread either side of the filling. Yes? Mm-hmm. I have authority. I'm with you. Those are the two bits of bread. But in the middle of that, he says, teach them what I taught you. And I just would love it today if you would begin to take stock with the Lord and say, do I actually know what it is that you taught me? See if you can get Christian pride and knowledge, yes, mm. and theological understandings. Can you let those drawbridges down enough to see yeah, if the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher after all, yes? to begin to show us what we don't know. Yeah, mm. Much worse than what you don't know than what you do know. Okay? So that's what I was uh, after mm. trying to say to you today is thats that, is that you, you, you'd see that here's my problem is that you're not just Christians, you're not just children, you are the most extraordinarily valuable people. Yeah? You may not think so, but you are. You're so valuable that Jesus has decided to come and live in you in order to keep going with his ministry on earth. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, yes, of course he had to go through Calvary and stuff in order to bring that into being. Yes? Mm. But the, the joy of all this is that he... he I, I find this extraordinary to this day. I've been dwelling on it for years. But the thought that I am, in fact... Never mind Christian humility, folks... <laughs> However, you want to interpret. You are so important that Jesus is using you as a vehicle to continue His ministry on this planet. Mm. Now, I'm just saying, for me personally, it ain't good enough to turn up at the church bazaar and be nice to people. Mm. Now, it may be for you, and that might be your calling. So, I don't want to disrupt that. Yes, but um, I just want you at this point, if if you could be open, yeah, let you draw bridges down a bit and say. Holy Spirit, are you going to tell me anything about this? Yeah? Yeah? Um, but please don't worry about that he might push you into places you can't cope with, because he'd never do that. Yeah? The Holy Spirit's educator. will teach you first, and equip you, strengthen you, and then push you out there. Yeah? Yeah. So
1: I'm going to bless that to you in the name of the Lord.